Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand. In this week's show, we have the action from this year's Halberg Awards and we hear from the supreme winners. The Olympics are pinned by controversy as one of the game's founding sports, wrestling, is tossed from the programme. The all-black Corey Jane faces a year on the sidelines, while the all-white Michael McGlinchey dreams of taking New Zealand back to the Football World Cup. Plus the Chiefs coach Dave Rennie talks about defending the Super Rugby title. It was a clean sweep for the country's rowers at this year's Halberg Awards as they followed up on their Olympic triumphs by winning every category in which they were finalists. The awards in their 50th year were held at the Victor Arena and as Marnie Dunlop reports, the rowers were unstoppable. The winner of the Halberg Award is, upside down, Eric Murray and Hamish Bond. Olympic rowing champions Hamish Bond and Eric Murray were named Team of the Year before claiming the Halberg Supreme Award. Hamish Bond was overwhelmed. It just blows my mind. I mean, I didn't start rowing to win awards like this. I started sport because I loved it. To be honest, I probably started sport because I wanted to be Jeff Wilson. Um, <laughs> bit of hard work and perseverance and this is what you get. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Eric Murray said they won't be basking in the glory for too long. They will be back to training as soon as tomorrow. Rowing's an enjoyable sport and when, when it's going well it's really enjoyable. But it's the hard times where things aren't going that great. Your back's up against the wall, the wind's blowing, the rain's pelting down and you've got to be out there. That's where you make the gains from it. And so you know we've just got to get back into those times where it's not enjoyable to really get back to the speed that we were. Valerie Adams took out the Sportswoman of the Year for the seventh year in a row after what she admits has been a stressful 2012. To be quite honest, I was quite happy you know, that the Halbergs are tonight and they can close 2012 and move on. Because, you know, as you guys probably all know, it has, hasn't been the easiest, but I'm looking forward to 2013 now. Adams was up against canoeing champion Lisa Carrington, golf open champion Lydia Coe, and BMX Olympic silver medalist Sarah Walker. The success for rowing continued, with Sportsman of the Year going to Mahe Drysdale, who won Olympic gold in the men's single skulls at the London Olympics. It's a, a very memorable year, you know, that Olympic gold medal was always the thing missing out of my trophy cabinet, so, you know, and to, to come to a night like this and, and relive that as well as all the other moments, um, you know, that we had uh, during the, the year, uh, it's, it's fantastic. Mahe Drysdale's victory came ahead of all-black captain Richie McCoy and world number one ranked equestrian Andrew Nicholson and cyclist Simon van Velthoeven, who won Olympic bronze in the Cairn. The winner of the Disabled Sportsperson of the Year was Sophie Pascoe for the second time running. Pascoe won three gold medals and three silver medals at last year's Paralympics. It can only get better in the future and that's exactly what I want to do. You know, I want to become a legacy in New Zealand for changing the, changing the views and the ways of Paralympic sport, uh, the way it comes across in New Zealand and I think I can do that with what I do in the pool. Other winners on the night include Dick Tonks, who was awarded Coach of the Year for his contribution to the rowing successes at the 2012 Olympics. 
Golfing sensation Lydia Ko was named the best emerging talent. And yachting champion Bruce Kendall and former New Zealand rugby and cricket representative Jeff Wilson were inducted into the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame. To our supreme Halberg Award winners who encapsulate so much of what we love about our sports heroes. They are great guys. They are humble. For the athletes, it's back to training with their eyes on the medals for the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics. Marnie Dunlop reporting. After they were named Team of the Year, Hamish Bond and Eric Murray spoke to reporters about what the award means to them. I guess it caps the year. It's 2013. I guess this is for 2012. And in some respects, you probably can close the book on that and look to the future. So it's, it's a nice recognition and, and I guess recognition amongst your peers, which is always nice. So about um, defending your title in Rio, that's, that's on the agenda now, is it? It is on the agenda. You know, right, right at the bottom in yeah. the footnotes. <laughs> it is a long way away. And that's, you know, when we came out of the Olympics last time, we were thinking, you know, damn it, seventh, do we really want to go and put all those Ks under our belt to do it again? And, you know, we were working really off trying a bit of redemption and trying to turn the tables on that result. And so now, really, we've got that result and so we've got to look at it again and say, you know, would it be awesome to go and do it again? And I'm sure, you know, Valerie was in that situation. The Twins were the same. So being double Olympic champions would be nice, but, you know, there is so much training under the belt to go for that. So, yeah, we'll just take it as it comes. You've won the award in that category, but you're now up for Supreme. What do you reckon your chances are? Oh, I don't know. That's a great thing. People keep asking me, am I nervous? And I'm like, well, not really. I mean, we don't have to do anything. It's all done. I mean, you can't change the result. It is what it is. So um, we just enjoy being here, and it's a great night. It'd be pretty special, though, to win the overall award, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be. Um, yeah, like, it is. It is. It's one thing you don't think about. Um, and it's one thing to think, well, how do the judges separate it? And... You know, potentially there could be three Olympic champions up for the Supreme Award. So how do you differentiate three Olympic champions? And you know, then you start getting down into nitty-gritties and this and that. So you know, take my hat off to the judges for having that decision because it's probably going to be wrong by half of the people and right by half. So you know, that's how it is. That was Hamish Bond and Eric Murray, the winners of the Team of the Year as well as the Halberg Supreme Award. New Zealand Wrestling is accusing the sport's international governing body of inaction, following a recommendation by the International Olympic Committee's executive board that the sport be dropped from the Olympics. The president of New Zealand Wrestling, Andy Roche, told Stephen Hewson the move has come as a total shock, but he says wrestling's governing body, FILA, should have been aware of the threat. It's a real shock to us. We, we can't fathom and we can't understand that uh, we haven't had any... Um you know, initial information that this was uh, this was pending, but uh, it's, a, it's a total shock, really. Would you have expected something from the NZOC? I guess as our uh, as, as our um, representative on the IOC, yes, perhaps a heads up would have been good. Although I think um, Fela, you know, as our world body, could have uh, should have been aware of um, you know what was going down. But uh, they they claim in our um, limited. Um, contact we've had with them that they knew as much as we did. So they have been caught on the back foot as well? Yes, totally. And uh, yeah, they're pretty adamant that it's not a done deal yet, but uh, yeah, the rest of us are pretty nervous about the, the decision that's uh, come out. What does it mean for the Commonwealth Games? Does, or does it have any impact for, for Commonwealth Games wrestling? Um, well, I, I guess, you know, I look at sports like uh, bowls and, uh, you know, that are on and off um, um, Commonwealth and uh, that are sorry that are Commonwealth sports, but not Olympic sports. Um, uh, you know, and they they manage very nicely. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess it's going to be up to the individual um, 
host nations to determine what happens from a Commonwealth perspective, and that's always been the case anyway. So, uh, so I can't see it being a, a major, um, a major uh, thing. Having said that, given the size of the sport in New Zealand, it's uh, it's part of a, you know, it's part of the the appeal that it is, uh, you know, Olympic sport. It's a traditional Olympic sport, uh, and um, you know, it's part of the things that the thing that um, brings people to you know to our sport. Well, it gives them a, a pathway, doesn't it? So, so does, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does that mean that could spell the end of wrestling in New Zealand? How much of a toll do you think it will take? Mm, uh, hard to say, I guess. Um, you know, the the, the, the opt me would have no effect really. Um, the, the the realist probably says it's going to have some effect. Um, I'd, I'd suggest that it um, it might affect those individuals that um, that really have that ambition to become an Olympian. Um, but you know we'll continue to have our uh, our national competitions and our international competitions. We have a very strong Oceania um, network of uh, competitive nations, and uh, we'll continue that. Uh, we have a close relationship with Australia, and uh, I would imagine that they will they will continue down that um, you know competitive pathway. Um, so uh, I, I I don't I don't necessarily think it's the it's the end of the sport our sport in this country, but uh, it's certainly a kick in the guts. What is your next step? I mean, obviously, you, your world body needs to start lobbying to try and keep its its status, but is there anything that you're going to be doing from a New Zealand wrestling perspective? Yeah, um, I guess we'll be uh, we'll be doing whatever we can, um, you know, from individual clubs and, and, uh, and the National Federation, um, you know, lobbying IOC support. Um, I guess it would be nice to have a bit more support from the NZOC, and we'll be uh, we'll be raising that with uh, with them. Yeah, I guess uh, it's just um, seeing what Fela can do to uh, to do something about this decision. The president of New Zealand Wrestling, Andy Roche, talking to Stephen Hewson. The All Blacks wing Corey Jane spoke to the media this week following his season-ending injury. Jane is still waiting on a surgery date for a ruptured knee ligament suffered in Hurricanes pre-season training, which is likely to rule him out for most of the year. Jane was in good spirits as he talked to the media. At first it wasn't wasn't too good. The knee was really swollen up and a bit sore, but, but now it's not too bad. I mean, I can walk on it. Um, you know, it's just got to keep being uh, patient and get the swelling down so... Um, a surgeon can do his business. You're becoming a pretty practiced patient, aren't you? You had six weeks or so off last year as well. That was actually quite good because, um, you know, it was, it was halfway through Super Rugby and I got a bit of a break and then, you know, came back and, and made the All Blacks and I was ready to go again. So um, this one's going to be a bit longer. I'll miss a bit of rugby. Um, so at the moment I don't really mind too much because it's pre-season uh, rugby and nobody likes playing pre-season games. Um, but once the season starts, um, then it might get a little bit hard, but... I've got a, a baby due in the next few weeks, so that'll take my mind um, you know, off the rugby side of things. So uh, there's a bit of positives too. Hey, what about here? Are you going to be assistant coach Jane this season? Well, I'll just take over and be head coach. Um, I told him uh, since I'm injured, um, I'll come over and run the sessions. Um, he can just step to the side. I mean, I'll, I'll come in and, and, and help out. You know, Whatever they, they need me, I'll come, in, come and do. Obviously, I won't be running around, but you know, be, there's young guys on the outside backs and... Um, so if, if I can come in there and, and, and teach them a few things or keep sharing my knowledge um, on what I see in games because I'll be watching a fair bit of it, um, you know, I'll do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want to, since I'm injured, bugger off and not come back. Uh, you know, I want to come in here and, and do you know do a bit with them and, and uh, keep uh, keep willing 
and uh, keep my morale up so I can I can come back and, and play again. What sort of a rugby spectator are you, mate? When you're injured in the past, do you do you watch a lot of rugby when you're injured? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy watching rugby. Um, yeah, I, I tend to get a bit grumpy, and, and especially when when it's teams that I'm involved in. Um, you know, if they're doing something wrong or they should have done something right, uh, you know, or whatever, I can see a lot of things and I start firing up. But I mean, it's a bit harder knowing being out on the field how hard it is. Um, you know, I need to calm down, but it gets frustrating watching, or you think, damn, I want to be out there, and, and you can't get out there, so that'll, that'll be the hardest bit. Corey, can you walk us through the moment that it happened and how it happened? Yeah, we were training uh, out Capity ways, and um, the ground was quite hard, so I, we are just doing a light drill, it wasn't even full-on contact or anything. I went to get the ball off uh, the halfback, went to step, and the legs slipped a little bit. I had to do the splits, and one of the boys tapped me from the other side and then just folded over. So um, I knew straight away, straight away that something was bad. It felt like my knee was hanging out the side of my leg, but it wasn't. Um, and I managed to you know, go off and, and go inside. But um, yeah, I kind of picked myself that it was bad. Um, and you know, I got the news the next day what I had done. So I wasn't really, whilst I was, I was a bit gutted, I, I picked myself for it. So um, I knew how to handle it. Um, now i just got to do the right things to get back on the field. Have you done any research on into that your particular injury or how how you'll come yeah, back and that sort of stuff? It's like buying a new car. You know, when you, you look at a car and you think, gee, this is a flash car, no one's got it, and you get it and then everyone's driving the bloody thing. Um, you know, there's a couple of boys in the team that have, have had it done. You know, Quade Cooper's got it done. Well, Guinea, I think, is doing it as well. So there's quite a lot of people that have done it. And, and you come back, you just got to be smarter on, on how you do it after surgery. You know, if you, if you rush back, um, you know, you could take a while and you could do it again, but... I'll, I'll take my time, and I've, t- I've talked to the Hurricanes coaches, the All Black coaches, and they said, take your time, um, get it right, so there's no pressure on that side. And so I'll do that, and I'll come back, uh, you know, ready to go again when it's 100%. Do you take confidence from other players who've come back from something like this? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like everyone's different, though. Um, you know, I won't know until uh, the surgery happens and, and, you know, what he had to do um, in there. Um, but... You know, it all look, things on the individual, and, and like I said, I've got no pressure to come back too early. So I'll make sure that I keep seeing the physios, keep seeing the doctors, uh, make sure I get it 100%, and then uh, get back out on the paddock. Saying that, sort of, when are you eyeing? You think you're kind of end of year tour? Uh, I mean, I, when I first spoke to the surgeon, that's what I was, had in my mind, but um, I just thought he'd do it straight away. But, you know, as I said, he's, he's got to get the swelling down, and it is getting quite, quite a bit down, so. Um, I won't know until he says, yeah, I want to cut your leg open now. And this is normally the time from then. Um, so I won't really know details then. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'll get, play a little bit of rugby this year. But that's if all goes well. How do you feel the uh, Hurricanes will fill the gap at three-quarter? Being honest with you, um, last couple of years I haven't really done much for the Hurricanes. Um, 2011 I was terrible. Last year didn't really do too much. It's kind of not until I... I played All Blacks where I, I seem to play all right rugby. So um, playing wise, I don't think they'll miss me too much. Um, maybe a bit on uh, getting my my side of the field position and all that uh, talking. Kind of they might miss that a little bit. But I mean, young fellas will will come in, they'll step up, um, and they'll do the business. So I guess um, you know they won't miss me once once season starts. Um, it's too late now anyway. You know they're young, but you know I mean Julian's an, an All Black now. Yes, I mean he's a, he's an All Black, and and Andre's been in the team for three or four years now. Um, so you know they've got a bit of experience. Um, 
you know, they just got to go out there and, and do the business. I mean, they did it last year. They showed that they can uh, play some good rugby. Um, so you just go out there and do it again, and, and I'll be watching. The all-black Corey Jane. The all-white Michael McGlinchey has extended his contract with A-League leaders, the Central Coast Mariners, for another two years. The former Celtic midfielder told Richard Wayne his football is improving with the Mariners, which bodes well for the All-Whites as they try to qualify for another World Cup. We've been at the top end of the table now for the last two seasons and I've played my part in that team. I don't think I've missed a game, so just the consistency of playing week in, week out. and We've got the Champions League to look forward to as well. I've just been enjoying it, so I thought yeah, I'd commit another two more years. I've been here four years now and I've loved every minute of it. Uh, we're playing some nice football, which is, obviously helps. And I think we've got a long way to go and I think we'll, we'll get a lot better. And I think I'm at the right club to keep improving. Who's up next for you guys? We're um, away to Perth. Yeah, how important would it be to have the minor premiership sewn up and um, all that heading to the playoffs? I think the minor premiership is uh, the goal for everyone at the club at the moment. Uh, no one's really talking about finals. It's all about consistency in the league and hopefully getting the league wrapped up and then we'll think about the finals but at the moment for us it's um, definitely the minor premiership. No thoughts of uh, moving to Wellington? A lot of All-Whites uh, fans would love to see you turning out for the New Zealand-based team. I'm under Ricky, the national coach, and uh, it would have been nice to come over but I think at this stage I think I'm happy doing what I'm doing and my wife and that is settled here as well. Maybe one day I think. With the national side, you're pretty much a first-choice pick these days, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I've been pretty consistent. A big goal of mine is to get into the starting 11. And in the last games we've played, I've managed to start. So we've got qualifiers coming up in March, which I want to be involved in. And the pinnacle goal is to get to the next World Cup, which would be fantastic. Pretty good-looking side coming through with the likes of Rojas and Wood scoring goals for fun in the championship. It's really coming together in terms of the new players coming through, gelling with the players that are yep. already there? Yeah. Winston and, and Chris and that are playing at a high level. And Tommy Smith in, in England. You've got Costa playing in Panathinaikos. So there's definitely a lot of boys coming through. And they've probably still got maybe eight years left in the national team. So it's all going good for the boys. Certainly has come along very well in the last few years where we used to just rely on Ryan Nelson and whoever we could get alongside him. He's a real loss, isn't he, unfortunately, though, to bow out before this World Cup qualifiers? Yeah, yeah I think he is. I think and not just on the pitch, off the pitch as well. He's like a leader to all the boys, and I think everyone looked up to him. Like He was sort of like a, a manager in his own right amongst the team. He was that, that sort of bigger character in the dressing room. He would definitely be missed. Yeah, what do you reckon of the chances of uh, qualifying without Ryan? I still think we'll get through the stages in March and then it's going to be difficult in November if we get through there. But I think we've got the depth in the squad now where we could maybe go and compete where maybe we didn't have that in the past. You're talking about Winston and that playing Premiership football and Woods are now in the top end of the Championship. I mean, they're quality clubs and they're going to be vital for us, I think, with their experience now, even though they're still relatively young themselves. But I think the squad's looking really good now and... Hopefully, yeah, we can get to the next World Cup. The all-white Michael McGlinchey talking to Richard Wayne. The Chiefs coach, Dave Rennie, says he's got the players to defend the Super Rugby title they won in 2012. Rennie told Barry Guy he's relying on the all-black Richard Kahui to fill the void left by Sonny Bill Williams in the Chiefs' midfield, even though Kahui himself has signed to play in Japan from August. Obviously, we're disappointed that he's not going to be with us for 2014, but at the same time, we are fully support and understand what he's doing, so... You know, I've been really impressed with the quality of the man that he is and, and he's obviously a fantastic player and a big part of our leadership group here. And so, you know, he'll certainly be missed. But in the end, you know, he's got to do what's best for his family and an opportunity to 
pick up some pretty good coin and and still have a chance to come back and be part of the World Cup All Blacks in 2015 and play Super Rugby for the Chiefs again. It's always hard to cover experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's just, like I say, it's not just what he gives us on the field. So, you know, last year he got injured at the mid-season, but he was a massive contributor to the success of the side. He's involved in our leadership group. He's involved in the Wolf Pack, which is our outside backs. And he did a lot of analysis with me in regard to our next opponents and stuff. So he was huge for us. So he'll be missed for a lot of reasons, but we're all pretty happy for him too because it's a great opportunity. Looking to this year as defending champions, how does that make things different heading into a new season for you and the players? There's obviously higher expectations from the community and maybe from the rugby public. You know, we, we set ourselves a goal of winning it last year and we had high expectations from within the group and so that hasn't changed and uh, I guess we can't sneak into town anymore but... We want to be uh, title contenders and it's a tough competition and you need to be at your best every week. They say it's harder to defend a title. Where do you set your sights? I mean, you've got to go out and win it again, of course, and it's not like we've already got it in the bag. It's Everyone starts from scratch and we take confidence from the fact that we won it last year. But the boys understand how hard we had to work to achieve what we did and so we need to replicate that and... So we're pretty happy with what we've seen so far. The commitment's excellent and the work ethic's great. And You need to have a bit of luck from an injury point of view. And we're missing a handful at this stage, but that's a long comp and we've got pretty good depth, so you know, hopefully that'll um, still work for us. Have the players perhaps been different in any way this pre-season to last? Does it, does it affect players, you know, being champions? No, I don't believe so. Our boys are pretty grounded. It's been a fair bit of work. Uh, and time into what we call Chiefs Mana. A lot of that's about our standards and values and expectations and so on. And So we're uh, still making sure that uh, we're all putting pressure on each other to, to be better, and yeah, that hasn't changed. And The new guys coming in, they offer a bit more excitement too. They're, they're pretty desperate to win their first super title, and that's a good place to be at the moment. And you've got a lot of players from last year. Uh, Sonny Bill Williams isn't there, but you know, you've got uh, plenty of guys that have been there for a while. Yeah, I think 24 from last year's group, so that's pretty exciting for us. So we're, we're a little bit further along the track than we were this time last year. And obviously missing Sonny is, is a big beast in the midfield for us and went superbly and sort of hoping that Richard will fill that void for us. Of course, he's not quite ready yet, so um, the job falls to a couple of those young fellas, Bundy Aki and Charlie Natai, Andrew Horrell, to, to fill the void. Just uh, looking at uh, a position of open side flanker with Richie McCaw not playing the first part of this year. Sam Kane, is this a big opportunity for him? Oh, I think it is. You know, um, we're, we're fortunate. We've got a couple of very good sevens and him and Tony Latimer. So they'll get equal opportunity, I'd imagine, early in the season. It's such a um, demanding position. And, you know, in the end, the guy who gets to play at the business end of the season, we don't want to perform the best. So both players are aware of that, and they're good buggers. They'll help each other out from a team point of view, but they're pretty competitive as well. So we hope that'll get the best out of everyone. Last year, I think each New Zealand franchise took games off each other. Do you see it to be just as competitive this year? It's a really tough franchise to be in. I think we lost four games last year and three of them were to Kiwi sides. They're brutal games, they're like test matches. So eight of our games are like that, you know, so it's a, it's a hell of a challenge. Your first match is against the Highlanders. They've uh, beefed up their side, they've got a bit more experience now. Yeah, they'll be very strong. 
Um, we played them a couple of weeks ago and managed to win that, but they've got a few big guns returning. Uh, I think they're pretty confident they've got a side that they believe can win a championship, so you know, that makes them even tougher. So a big challenge for us down in Dunedin first up, but uh, we we're pretty excited by that. The Hurricanes at Mangatanoka are, uh, this weekend, just a, a final hit out to, to get things sorted? We treat them as a trial. We've still got guys competing for positions, and so some guys will have 40 minutes each, other guys need to get a fair bit of footy into them because they haven't played much in the previous two weeks so yeah it'll be good because I've been scoring a lot of points so that'll really test our defence and and hopefully we get a bit of our structure on the park as well. And what about you personally first year last year and you win it how do you feel going into the second year? I'm really looking forward to it we're really lucky we've got a fantastic coaching group here and a really strong management the players are a lot of fun to be around they Got a great work ethic, so it's you know it's enjoyable coming to work, and yeah, like you say, probably a bit more expectation than there was last year, but that's an enjoyable thing too. And do you see 2013 perhaps as a year where some younger guys will perhaps make their mark? There's a few young fellows who come through last year. There's even younger players involved in Super Rugby 2013, so I think you will probably see a couple of those kids emerge. Certainly, at the end of the year tour may blood a few more. So. It's exciting times for the young men in New Zealand rugby and shows the benefits of our 20s programme. There's a number of real quality kids coming through. The Chiefs coach Dave Rennie talking to Barry Guy. That brings us to the end of Extra Time for this week. If you'd like to contact us, email sport at radionz.co.nz. I'm Ben Robinson. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.